0: Hi, I'm Keshav Naidu and this is Talk to the Brand. Together, we bring you inspiring stories from the world of brand building. On this episode, we have Kavan Antani, founder of Indiefolio.com. Welcome, Kavan. It's a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Likewise. I'm quite excited for this one. Thank you for having
0: me. Great. So, Kavan, we can say you're one of the pioneers in this space, right? I mean... Indiefolio is about five years old now?
1: More than five, yeah, it's about five and a half years old,
0: I think, yeah. Can you tell us what Indiefolio is before we get deeper into the discussion?
1: Absolutely. So Indiefolio Network is a platform for creative professionals. So our entire idea is to build an ecosystem for the creative professional in the country. So it's easier for this individual to access opportunities. And by opportunities, I mean jobs, freelance projects, mentorship networking and so on so we'd like to be that place where a young creative professional can come and excel in his or her career
0: right so so it's kind of like a creative marketplace where talent can meet uh, demand
1: yes it's more like a market network uh, that's market a word which we enjoy better yeah it's a, it's similar to like a linkedin angel list where you are yeah. not just i mean you're not just an item and there is demand and supply and the connect as compared right. to like an Amazon, but it's more like it's more people and community driven. That's why the network aspect becomes extremely important.
0: Right. So I've seen some very good uh, examples globally of creative uh, networks or platforms mm-hmm. where uh, that take pride in 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 being not just a network but being a, an excellent curated network. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's not. It's it's almost uh, invite only. Not. Any, sure. not It's not for creatives across the board. Correct. So only creative people or creative talent of a certain caliber can get in.
1: Correct.
0: Does Indifolio follow that method or is it open to anybody?
1: So we don't have like a restriction for you to like sign up, but right. uh, it's strictly uh, focused on creative professionals in the country. While create a professional is a big word, so let me just simplify it for you. So I'm talking about graphic designers, animators, UI, UX people, photographers, fashion designers, right. anybody who needs a visual showcase to talk about their merit or display their merit is who come in under our focus area. It's open for everybody, but we definitely do have curation at various levels. But that's right. uh, that comes in when a brand or an initiative demands it, saying, hey, this is what I want. And that's where we go ahead and curate. But to join in, there is really no restriction for you.
0: Right. So at a job or a project level, there might be some management. You might might manage a job or you might manage a brief for a client. Mm -hmm. And you might even recommend uh, creative individuals or creative teams and say, this is a good fit for you. Why don't you work with these people?
1: That's right. So on our platform, so there are two ways to go about it. Uh, we have an online platform which hosts over 70,000 plus creative professionals from India. We host close to 1 lakh plus portfolios as well. And so far, you know, about four to 5,000 companies from India have accessed this platform, you know, used it, put in some filters and found the right people uh, for, right. The, for themselves, like by themselves. It's a completely DIY way. But there are also certain brands who don't want to do that and they want to rely on our expertise of knowing our community deeply. Hence, they come to us and they're like, why don't you curate for me? So there is a DIY way and there is broadly an assisted way. And that's how we've been helping companies and individuals.
0: Right. Thank you for that brief introduction. It definitely (laughs) helps us get to know uh, Indiefolio better. Also the space Mm -hmm. a little bit better because while, uh, you know, gig economy has been a buzzword for many years now, Mm -hmm. I think you'll be better equipped to tell us, uh, you know, one, the journey. Two, where do you see it going in the future? Like how how, uh, how old were you when you started it?
1: Uh, I think I had turned 18. And uh, that's when, you know, we had... <laughs> nice. Uh, me and my co-founder, Shishang had... Uh, dis- yeah, we started off quite early. Um, and that had its own pros and cons. But uh, yeah, we did start up quite early. So it, it was a focused idea and the start, like really, really simple where there are no jobs out there. Uh, for creative people. Uh, and uh, you have amazing platforms like there is, there was a Behance, there was a Drupal and some amazing portfolio platforms. And there were some good uh, cross-departmental hiring platforms to like Nokri and LinkedIn. Hmm. But in spite of that, uh, there was a big issue for brands and, and creators to connect. And we found out that's because uh, a portfolio site is essentially focused more on a creator transacting with the creator, which is getting inspired, checking their work and following them. While the other platforms were more geared towards matchmaking, but they didn't have that visual showcase. So you right. would look at a bunch of people, you like them, you contact them, then they come back to you and then they send you to the portfolio. And then right. you're like, okay, this portfolio is not a good fit for me. Uh, so it was, it is like you start the process and here is somewhere where, you know, you would, um, Towards the end is somewhere where you would get the portfolio and then you would start the process again. So we were like, simply let's create like a job board where you can apply with a portfolio and localize it to India. You know, go to Indian agencies, companies and send it to a bunch of Indian creative people. Some good things should come off it. And that did happen. We, I think, onboarded over eight to 9,000 designers in the first year itself. And we didn't spend any money. It was just me and my co-founder, Shashank was my senior in college, by the way, Uh, just sitting out of our house and um, just, you know, pinging about 100 people on a daily basis once the platform was ready saying, check it out, check it out, post a job, apply to a job. And just by doing that, you know, about eight to nine thousand people joined. Uh, So we were like, okay, there is definitely some merit in exploring this further. And while talking to these people, Uh, While talking to brands and individuals and designers, we realized that it's not just matchmaking and jobs. The creative economy has like deeper problems, it's extremely unorganized. And we are still working towards it. You know, it's been five years, but I think we've still got five, ten more years to really cause the impact we want to. Because from upskilling, learning, education, um, standardized pricing, way of working, there are so many. Uh, you know gaps there and we would love to be a part of it we know that we are tackling a niche and focusing on a niche and we'll be able to create that impact when most if not all of the needs are solved by us so even if we are not directly solving them we'd love to take the individual or creative person and put him or her across uh, somebody who's you know giving that solution as well so aggregation and curation through whatever way we would like to you know solve those aspects
0: that's awesome that's a great great startup story thank you wish you all the luck in the future and plenty more success thank you so much if if you're open to divulging this information we can mm-hmm. we can add that in what mm-hmm. what has been the lifetime sort of billing value so far in terms of revenue how much how much have clients spent on on huh.
1: well uh, so we on a yearly basis see I would say at least over 5 to 6 crores worth of opportunities being dispersed through our platform itself. These are like people putting up jobs, people putting up uh, freelance listings. And the overall quantum of business uh, or money which our community can leverage and you know apply for at least opt for is around uh, you know a couple of crores. And um, the way it, it comes to Indiefolio is we essentially make money whenever we help a brand connect with a creative person and uh, since you asked this there are various ways we actually do that there is of course the traditional matchmaking for jobs so if you're looking for a full-time uh, full-timer we'll connect you to the relevant person again if you're looking to outsource project we'll connect you to the right team or usually the right individual in this case and uh, we've also found some great success in helping brands actually uh, activate the Indian creative community So you know we work with uh, Brands like Adobe uh, Very closely Companies like Fabercastle, HP, Dell People who really want to be uh, You know who, who want the attention Of the creative community of India Because they either sell their products to them They either need their opinions On the various things they are doing and so on, right? So what we've realized is that what we can also do is actually help these brands activate these audiences at scale. Um, and that's been an interesting, uh, you know, finding for us where organically one of uh, one of like a really big brand reached out to us. And hey, you guys are like thousands of designers. And we also do events, by the way, uh, or rather used to. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people, uh, used to, like, 100 people used to come to our events on a Saturday morning. And when brands started seeing that, they were like, this is great. You know, I'd love to be a part of this. I'd love to talk to them. And, you know, you have like a captive audience and uh, a lot of attention in that for that two hours. So we were like, great. And we started getting some hardware and software companies uh, who reached out to us. And then it became an entire business out of it. Uh, And that's been growing really, really quickly. Like we've been growing, I think, almost on a three or a four X basis uh, since the past two and a half, three years, you could almost say three years. And uh, we've realized that, yeah, you know, there are various ways we can actually help companies uh, interact and match make with creative talent.
0: So, you know, I have a question here, because, you know, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like, and this has been a discussion I've had with many creative professionals myself, mm-hmm. do you feel like the agency itself? Do you feel like a company like you can become a threat to the agency itself? Because, you know, suddenly, you don't feel like there's a need for an agency. A brand mm-hmm. can just come to you, find the creative people, and manage the show themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion about that? Um, well, I wouldn't say that we'll be like agency killers,
1: really. I think um, broader, bigger conglomerates who see some potential in the creative department suddenly could be bigger threats than us. But we feel that we'll be complementary. Um see what happens is that um, there is usually agencies work on a certain so i would definitely say that those smaller collective or like 50 70 member agencies if they are not specialized uh, can feel the pinch but usually bigger companies which really account for the largest portion of the advertising or the design space will be survived because they bring a lot to the table right you're not just getting an explainer video you're getting brand strategy, you're getting distribution, you're getting so many things, right? Um, So at least personally, as Indie follower network, I do not think that that's going to change a lot of things. It'll actually bring a lot of clarity to the table for the agency and for the brand. Do I need to look at stop motion artists because some brand has an idea saying, no, because then you will always have a platform like ours to go and you know uh hire that person effectively and work on that project and execute it uh but when it comes to bigger campaigns and mainline and huge digital films which needs you know a far higher ownership of people uh those things will you know definitely need uh agencies um though i would definitely say that there are people who are working on this complete cloud agency model uh though i really feel that um Agencies itself would become cloud agencies, you know, and um, that is not going to impact them too much. I really believe so. Um, There's a lot which happens when you've got, you know, a couple of exclusive people on payroll. Uh, The amount of reliability which comes in when you're spending a couple of crores uh, annually, um, uh, it really helps out. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that uh, it's completely, it's very far away what tends to also happen and maybe this is something which agencies need to change this is just my personal perspective is uh, you, you, you get like a agency and you're working with some of the best you know creative leads out there but a lot of projects also tend to happen by some sometimes junior, sometimes mid-level people
0: and, this is a um, great point you're making <laughs> yeah. so you're because like, this you're, is exactly uh, what happens as a, as a, if, you're a, if you're a paying client I'm like I'm paying yeah. for these guys but as in yeah. top-notch billable hours Correct, but I'm getting the trainees hours.
1: Correct, correct,
0: exactly. So, so transparency is a huge problem in the business.
1: Exactly. So I think the agencies will be forced almost to change that. And if they do change it, uh, like imagine, hey, I'm getting this agency A onboarded. Um, boom! All the people are the DPs are in front of me, and I know who's working, right? Because that's going to be the yeah. new way of way of working. That will give a lot of trust to the existing companies and they'd like, rather work with them than yeah. get on board so, a new... You know, as
0: somebody who spent a lot of time yeah. in traditional agencies, yeah, I'll tell you this much. The traditional agencies yeah. will resist this till the end. Simply mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think old habits die hard. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. the way of doing work is that if, if somebody said, okay, fine, you know what, I'm going to click on a timer... When this creative team starts thinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and start billing for these hours, mm-hmm. only a, a new shop or a cloud agency or a in- company like yours will be able to, you know, take on a challenge like that or offer that as sure. a service.
1: Sure.
0: You, I don't, I can't, I cannot imagine going to a traditional agency and saying, hey, you know what, when we start thinking about this project, we'll turn on mm-hmm. the timer on the, Yeah. it's impossible to get people to fill time sheets manually like pe- there are people who go around with whips at the end of each week can you imagine people are paid salaries whose only job is to get other people to fill the time sheets <laughs> well, this is the uh, state I mean, of affairs uh,
1: I mean absolutely so I think that's a big big challenge but I really feel and I'm hopeful that, that
0: but I think technology uh, can cha- save that, exactly, that
1: exactly technology can change that problem
0: In this lockdown, another beautiful thing that has happened is hundreds of Indian creative uh, professionals Mm -hmm. have now exposed themselves to the global markets thanks to platforms like Upwork, Freelancer, not so much maybe, but whatever those platforms are, you know, they've set themselves up for global work, they've they've understood the importance of uh, being professional, being presentable, being, you know, they're representing their own brand image in that sense it's been an amazing wake up call this lockdown or this, this uh, pandemic because you can see creative people are children deep down inside, but (laughs) it's important to grow up. It's important to have that combination of business maturity and be a talented child.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I'm really hopeful, like keep on, you know, endorsing this point that you need to get more business savvy. You need to be that true professional. Uh, yeah. one thing you know which I've also realized is that yeah when it comes to the whole gig economy space like you correctly mentioned right now it's not just going to be your portfolio uh, how do you bring in reliability how do you bring in trust you need to yeah. be the person who picks up the call who delivers on time who is professional
0: Yeah, you're going to be rating both of them just like Uber rates exactly. the passenger and the driver you're going to be rating the client and the client uh, client's going to
1: rate you absolutely yeah. so you know that's going to happen and I think um, that will force people to change those things because you always be like, this is not my job. Somebody will do this job of being professional. <laughs> That's no. wrong. Yeah. You, you got to change that because the, a big reason you know, agencies have, have been able to leverage this also from a creative prof- a, a, a professional perspective is the same aspect like, hey, you don't want to do this work or the dirty work of even invoicing a client. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's, it's okay. so do you, you have know, tech you, tools you have. for invoicing automatically or generating invoices automatically, for example?
1: So we do it partly right now where uh, we are like, you know, the new product I was talking about has all of it. Uh, all of that. You know, where... Superb.
0: Invoices just get generated.
1: Correct. And it's a little deeper because it's like, hey, do you have a SIN number? How about filing of TDS? And we as an IndieFallon network entity comes on board as an umbrella. So we do all of that stuff and we will pay you. So you don't have to worry so much about, hey, do you have a GST number or not? Because a big brand would need that to on board the procurement heads will be behind you yeah. uh, so we'll take care of that but right now like i said you know when we do the so there's no vendor answers, registration yeah.
0: every time for every creative individual you're the master Correct. vendor so, so to speak exactly exactly which is beautiful super Exactly. It really expedites things absolutely if i was the marketing team yeah. i would love it because then i'm like okay <laughs> fine i can start working with anybody right away as Correct. opposed to wasting 5 days on just vendor registration procurement and all that it's Perfect. a it's a speed bump
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I also am quite confident that even companies will change their processes. They will have to make things simpler if you're going to have a global workforce, uh, which is freelance and temp. You have to make it easier for them to come on board, right? Um, mm. So yeah, I think those both those things will really make things simpler. So we are very. Do you have any ideas
0: for that. for that? What can clients do to do that?
1: So well, uh, you know, right now there's actually a lot of changes required because when you're talking about a remote worker. You're stripped off of a lot of perks you get as a full-time resource. Some people right. probably don't get hard... like You don't even get, like, laptops. Uh, you're not covered uh, by various insurances, etc. Um, you're looked at this third person or an outsider. That has to change because, um, you know, you need to be covered, man. You need to have perks. And if you're going to be in this new way of working where remote workforce is going to be, like, 30, maybe even 40% of your overall workforce then you have to incentivize them. There is also a lack of aspiration, right? Saying, yeah, I'll become a creative director or an ECD. A remote worker has to have that aspiration if he wants the diligence and the resilience. Saying, yeah, the ECD will be someone who's working, who's sitting out of his or her hometown, managing a team of 30 people. Why not? You know, it's easy. You can do that. You, You are doing that today because you've been forced to do that. And you're like, yeah. It does work. So, you know, those changes companies need to make because companies have always been a little like, ah, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, you, you're, you're a third person, so I can't tell you this. There are different Slack groups <laughs> to have a third persons because you don't want to have common thing. So those things will have to be changed by the companies. Uh, so overall, that will be something which I know I think will be for the good and that will really boost the economy. I also feel that uh, there will be like a hybrid version then, you know, I mean, there should be a hybrid yeah. version where... You don't need to come to office every day, right? Yeah. I don't think that that's some reason we've done that. You know, you could do monthly meetings. There are departmental heads, there are city heads, there are country heads who also catch up once a quarter somewhere in the world, right? You right. have to follow the same model, according yeah. to me. And then there is some level of success you can have there. Um working hours are going to be very different the way of like workspaces are going to be so different they're going to be smaller I feel um, people might have hubs of okay you know if you guys are like from your hometown is in let's say or some part of Gujarat uh, you instead of having a huge HQ which you're paying li- like crores of rupees on you can be you know uh, you can have like smaller smaller spots everywhere else and um, you can really change the way of working working which will save your rent You know, you'll be able to optimize on your cost. Uh, You know, a lot of times um, standard of living is a big reason to pay a lot of more monies to people in metros as compared to tier two, tier three cities. So those things will change. And it's a win win situation because, you know, you're also decreasing your cost at an employee level. So you'll be like, yeah, you know, net profitability still is probably higher stress is lesser I am with my loved ones my family I don't have to be away from my parents and my friends and go and shift to a new metro city with where I'm living in a shoebox with you know really nobody around me and do everything myself etc so those things will change right and overall everybody will be like stress free at the end of the day whatever companies are talking about these are individuals and I do understand it's a little bit more idealistic uh, but it will happen if we have the right environment like I said and it's a matter of time 10 15 20 years maybe but after that two decades i'm talking about it twenty years a lot can happen we could be in a situation where we will see this kind of an environment where people are really working in distributed teams connected by technology
0: beautiful yeah awesome
1: just if i can add in there i'm so sorry but uh, ar vr is something which i'm personally very uh, hopeful for uh, especially as a creative person i think we're opening an entire avenue of you know a digital experience that's going to play such a big role right just look at what's happening in 2020 already Uh, in 2040 you'll be able to do virtual meetings with a hologram sitting next to you so you know technologies are intact 5g 6gs are coming soon so you know whenever that's going to happen i think we are we are are setting ourselves to work in that way according to me which is just going to make everything better
0: yeah you don't need to be present to be present
1: yeah yep that's right
0: do you want to talk about what, what your, some of your greatest challenges are You know, uh, so building IndieFollow Network as a product
1: ha- is always a discussion in progress it's always work in progress and uh, you know what what uh, a big challenge for us was to actually understand uh, what we should focus on um, because you know there are so many things which are out there for us to solve what are, what are those one or two things we can do which can dramatically impact the industry at scale is something which you know we've been um, uh, trying our hands at to you know understand because um, when you are first to the market when the market is really barren you are coming across hundreds of problems right uh, like for example if you look at e-commerce or social. Because of social led to analytics companies, which now lead to like people who even schedule posts for you understand what your ROI on digital is, right? So it's easy. Uh, I wouldn't say it's easy, but you, ha- you, it's easy for you to focus on in an existing market that, okay, you know, social media is a thing. Uh, so this is that one thing I have to figure out. But if you're building the mechanics of social media you need to understand what you have to propagate and how that's going to pan out over a period of time. So for us, it was always like, okay, there is education, there is matchmaking, there is jobs, there's project management, there is remote working for creative people, there is feedback management, there is so many things. What are those things we want to focus on? So yeah, uh, that's, you know, been always a challenge at our end, but, uh, and of course, you know, we are a very focused team of just about 20 people. So there is only so many things you can do. Um, One thing I love about, love this quote from Mark Zuckerberg is that, you know, focus is saying no to the 99 other good ideas and doing that one great thing. It's not like doing 10, 15 things.
0: Excellent. superb. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all your stories and all this information with us.
1: And uh, thank you so much for doing this. And I really hope you keep on doing more and more and I'll
0: definitely be an audience member. Thank you, Gavan. That was awesome having you. Likewise. Talk to the Brand is produced by the lovely people at Naidu Punjabi. Special thank yous to the design, social and production teams. Music for the show is designed by Zico. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll find the links in the show notes below. Do write in if you have any guest suggestions or if you'd like to be featured on our show. Our email is hello at naidupunjabi.com. Once again, thank you for listening and see you next time.